0: chapter 17 of god's fool by martin Martins. this libervox recording is in the public domain recording by anna simon a struggle for life that in itself would not have had any particular significance for koopstad disapproved of every engagement not of engagements in general for these it considered to be the very pillar and foundation of the state but somehow if you believe the koopstad ladies the wrong people were always getting engaged to each other. The whole subject, of course, concerns the ladies only. The gentlemen took a very languid interest in it, and ordinarily confined themselves to pitying the man. Brutes! But it certainly was very deeply to be deplored that, whereas a young betrothal is always such a beautiful and interesting and touching event, the ladies of Kolkstad never could entirely surrender themselves the charm of contemplating one with feelings of unmixed satisfaction it was a very desirable match from many points of view but and then they would lower their horns and butt at the unfortunate pair and indeed it is very sad to contemplate the perversity of all these young people who will not see that they could be perfectly happy and excellently suited to each other if only the couples would make up differently it is very sad and it would be still much sadder if the peculiarity of koopstad were not peculiar to every corner of the globe where three women with marriageable daughters, or with marriageable selves, get together over fifteen cups of tea. It is coffee in Germany, but the principle remains the same. And a woman long thinks her daughters marriageable, and, if she have no daughters, herself yet more marriageable still. It was not only the ladies of Koopstad, however, whose sincerity could not even reckon on mutual recognition, that cried out at the news of Hendrik lossell's engagement. No woman ever listens with any degree of confidence to another woman's talk about her own sex. They know too well, the darlings, the why and the wherefore of their sugared blame and yet more sourly sugared praise. Ah, sugar is a terrible acid but when the men unanimously declared hendrik to be a fool their wives and daughters sat up and listened stereotyped expressions of condolence with the victim the ladies were accustomed to they considered however that this particular case was entitled to more detailed discussion what had the man to say against mejuffrouw cornelia Allers? well to begin with she was a couple of years older than her suitor "'And, you know, we always pull up our noses at that, "'especially when the boy is just under thirty "'and the old lady is just... "'This pen refuses to write the word "'that was destined to follow. "'Let lawyers and doctors do what ignoble duty "'their professions may sometimes require of them. "'No gentleman ever yet said of his own free will "'that an unmarried woman was over thirty. "'For the last year or two, Cornelia Ales had been twenty-nine. In addition to this, she had a Roman nose. With a woman's aptitude for seeing her own bright side, she considered that this ancient feature imparted an aristocratic appearance to her face. And perhaps she was not altogether mistaken in her supposition, for she certainly had an air of hauteur over her, which she possibly owed to the bend of the nose, or possibly to her unusual height, no execrable pun is intended, or yet more probably to her indomitable trust in her own superiority. Having been placed a big woman in a limited sphere, she had firmly resolved to bring her surroundings into harmony with her stature, and so she set her heavy foot on the social ladder of Koopstad, and clomb, and clomb, higher and higher, as high as little Hendrik Lossel. The social ladder of Koopstad, was a living organism, more like a tree than a ladder, securely planted and rooted in the mean soil of our dusty humanity, manured by frequent offerings of filthy lucre, and daily watered with the tears of the unsuccessful aspirants down below. Hendrik Lossell did not sit on its topmost branch. Elias would have sat there had he not been an idiot. But he sat at an elevation where the fruit already hung sufficiently thick and where the ladies of the company, when they looked downwards, which they seldom did, could no longer perceive the Cornelia Alerses, This social tree, for it is a tree and no ladder, has in common with some few other trees that its fruit grows thickest towards the top, and it has in common with most that no fruit at all ever grows on the bare stem, which supports the fat little crown and feeds it, Cornelia Alus believed that happiness dwelt at the top of the tree, and misery at the bottom. You would have thought that she had never tasted rotten fruit, nor ever reposed in the shade. Her belief had in it that element of ignorance which peppers all believe, for she knew nothing either of the hard work at the bottom, nor of the sunshiny indolence at the top. The alerses were by no means great people in Korpstadt but they were just unlittle enough to frantically aspire to be greater. Yet, thank heaven, they were not so little that their daughters, however needy, should stoop to honest work. Koopstad is old-fashioned, and it checks the tide in many places where larger communities have already sailed out to sea. The Alerses had committed the seven cardinal sins, for they were poor, and they had committed an eighth, for Alers senior had married above him. This eighth transgression, by attracting notice, brought out the misery of all the other seven. And the junior alerses the lawyer and his brother, and Cornelia and her three sisters, soon found that their only chance of absolution was to go and sin no more. So they played in the state lottery, and also in the lottery of the married state, and they wriggled and haggled, and turned their dresses and their opinions, and ran errands and social risks. And fell and picked themselves up and smiled sweetly when people asked, also sweetly, whether they were hurt. There was not one form of shabby-genteel suffering from which they shrank. They even went to stay with their mother's rich relations. The world is full of these quiet heroisms that nobody knows nothing of. We have all admired, and rightly, the Spartan boy whose face remained serene while the fox was consuming his vitals but we nowhere read that he sat smiling, smiling all through that repast, and then said it was the nicest thing on earth, and when might he come again? People gave him immense credit for his fortitude, as he knew they would be sure to do all the time he was performing, but all those who had arrived said the Alerses were fools for their pains and laughed when they slipped off the rungs of the ladder. And so the stately Cornelia was engaged to Hendrik Lossel, how had she managed to obtain his consent that was the question which koopstad at least female koopstad was dying to know many a man has become a great general by studying other great generals victories alas the conquest of hyman's land is rarely the prize of a brief campaign unless the invader be largely supplied with the sinews of war cornelia had plenty of sinews but they were not of the right kind they helped her however to dance attendance literally at every raid into the enemy's country to which she could procure an invitation and she got somebody's cousin to have thomas put up for the casino on the express understanding that hendrik was to be put up too do not accuse the young fellow of being a heartless cynic who stood watching her tall figure and skinny shoulders through the mazes of the dance and who from his safe coin of vantage against a window sent forth unkind thoughts about women generally upon the patient air they were true i doubt not but he did not mean them no good man ever thinks bad thoughts about women they waylay him and rob him of all he possesses his good name first which was not of much use to himself probably but which is utterly worthless to them and when they have stripped him entirely, and left him lying bleeding in the way, they come back after a minute, to give him another ha'penny worth of happiness, and to twist their pretty fingers round once more in his gaping wounds, and then they kill him. But he never utters a word of complaint, and he smiles upon them, and is good and beautiful and patient in death. That is to say, if he be a man deserving the name it is only your base-born cowards that beg for quarter your money or your life cries the brigand who meets you on the high road and you give your money cheerfully to avoid the alternative especially if you happen to have left your purse at home beware of the woman brigand she asks for both give them to her only mind you choose your brigand wisely you will be all the happier for your loss the man who would speak evil of a woman is a churl. The poor things are already sufficiently hard-pressed, for all the women do it. All the females who attended the casino gatherings said unkind things about Cornelia and her improvised dresses from her eighteenth year to her twenty-sixth. Then they pitied her too sincerely to honor her with more than an occasional sneer, and she was ticketed and numbered and put away. Nobody thought any more about her, but that did not hinder her thinking about herself. And so she laboured on quietly, while others played around her. Poor weary struggler! If she be not deserving of pity, to whom shall we accord it? And when all the ladies said that she must be at least a hundred, and all the gentlemen, that really, you know, they were certain she could not be younger than Lossell, she hooked the young fellow, and played, landed, frittered and fried and swallowed him before the horrified eyes of the entire female population of koopstad and this is how it came about how can anyone's biographer be excused for telling it it has all been told a hundred times before i sometimes wonder had eve been born without the wiles of eve's daughters would there ever have been the story of adam's sons to tell she was hopeless at last was the brave huntress utterly dispirited and dejected despite her roman nose her younger sister aurelia had made a capital settlement having married an old widower with sixty thousand florins a year and six daughters the whole half-dozen of whom she had sent out to boarding-school within a month after she had entered the house another sister just out was to be seen at the casino every wednesday and friday fleeing in parthian style from a young officer whom to remain classical the victory of Paris would too soon befall. And she, she went up to her chamber window to look vainly down the desolate road. That is to say, she sat down on her sofa and sighed. It was no use looking out of her window, for she would only have caught cold and reddened the Roman nose. Besides, there was no one there. "'I shall give up going to the casino,' she remarked to Thomas. "'Do you know, i think it has got very stupid of late all the nice people seem to stop away lossell had a committee meeting of some sort tonight said thomas she flashed out at him there are more people in the world than lossell she said and nicer i wasn't thinking of him of course not he answered you were thinking of puffer puffer was the young officer whom cornelia hated like poison on account of her sister's success you are pleased she said to think yourself funny and so you would be if you weren't stupid and you are proud he replied to think yourself spiteful and so you would be if you weren't unhappy you see they were hardly an amiable couple this brother and sister they were given to recrimination and vulgar squabbling but they liked each other in their own disagreeable way after a few moments while Cornelia, struck by the accuracy of her brother's last thrust, was still casting about for a reply, Thomas began again. "'Look here, Cornelia. We needn't joke through the last scene of what is fast turning into a tragedy. You are as good, or as bad, as an old woman by this time. Best be plain spoken. You've been lying in the shop window for nigh upon a dozen seasons. And, damn me, reduced prices or not, you can't be left there much longer. As you say, you had much better give over going to the casino, where you only serve as a foil to the younger girls. Look the inevitable future in the face, as you ought to have done six years ago, and take your seat by the fireplace, and knit. If Tomas spoke thus coarsely, it was very much on account of his own anger and disgust at his sister's failure. He was anxious, too, about her ultimate fate, for though you might easily talk about sitting down by the fireside, it would not be so easy to say who would pay for the coals like her sisters, cornelia had invested her small patrimony in the matrimonial business bankruptcy seemed impending. You had better sell your muslin ball-dress to ninny added the head of the family. It will do for her betrothal to Puffer cornelia's rugged old heart was not easily shaken but under these heavy blows of her brother's hammer a pair of tears squeezed through the crevices and rolled slowly down her cheeks young thomas was not proof against these silent symptoms of distress i don't mean to be unkind he said uneasily only we may as well sail straight the case is desperate it's kill or cure Now." i am willing to do all i can to help you do you want hendrik lossell to propose to you or do you not cornelia made a movement of disavowal i know you do said thomas coolly of course well i will undertake that he shall come and ask you to be his wife within less than twelve hours that is therefore to-morrow morning before lunch if you undertake on your part to help me afterwards in anything I may stand in need of. We go into partnership, and this is the first stroke of business combined by the firm. Is it a bargain? Get him to do as you say, whispered Cornelia, and I'll do anything you like for you afterwards, Thomas. Oh, Thomas, I can't be an old maid! No, you can't, said Thomas. We can't afford it. And so they shook hands on their contract. End of chapter 17